0: It is a wild time to be a South Florida sports fan, and we're going to be looking at some of the lessons from other professional teams in South Florida that we're hoping the Dolphins can apply this upcoming season in 2023. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL scouting podcast with Joe Marino. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you catch your favorite podcasts. Special shout out to our everydayers who are locked in on a daily basis as we continue this push to the start of training camp, which is about two months away. We have some good content coming in the two months to come. We'll take advantage of some quiet time, although we have Dolphins OTAs to react to. And uh, we're going to take a break from the OTAs today and and strategy uh, for the Dolphins with free agency and looking at who's wearing the orange jersey. Take a step back and look at South Florida sports from a 30,000-foot view because there are a number of very prominent postseason runs that we are seeing credit to both the men's and women's college basketball team for the Miami Hurricanes, credit to your Eastern Conference champion Florida Panthers in the NHL, The Miami Heat are up three to one in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Boston Celtics, and will be playing Game Five and an opportunity to close out Boston uh, and move on to the NBA Finals. It ain't been like this ever, right? Like like the amount of success, postseason success between the men's and women's basketball teams, the hockey team, which is has won the Eastern Conference for just the second time in franchise history and the first time since 1996. The Dolphins were a postseason team and are looking to advance beyond being a postseason team and take that step into legitimacy. And the Miami Heat right now, say what you will about them playing in the playoff or in the play-in and being the eighth seed, they've legitimized themselves no matter how much Mike Greenberg and ESPN and the rest of the pundits would try to diminish them uh, and their their legitimacy as an NBA franchise and a, a potential threat to win the NBA title. And of course the Florida Panthers who snuck in as the eight seed themselves uh, came back from three, one against the Boston Bruins and Boston won more games in the regular season than any team in the history of the NHL. So there's lessons from these teams that I want to spend just a little bit of time on here today and, and talk about the relevancy of what's happening in South Florida in sports and what the Dolphins can hope to encapture from that as well. And when you think about the, the Florida Panthers, I think there's a, a pretty clear one-for-one one with one of the best strengths. And I'm a very casual hockey fan. Like, I started watching hockey like two months ago. <laughs> like, um, But there's a couple of one-for-ones with the Panthers that I think are pretty relevant to the Dolphins. The first one being this. Speed. Panthers are a team that likes to play that loft, the puck, down into the zone. Uh, They like dump and chase. They like to get the ball, uh, get the puck, the ball, geez, back behind uh, the red line, behind the goal, right, and trying to fish it out and and try and hunt. And you see these opportunities where the puck is heading down the ice. And Florida just has this speed with their skaters and their forwards that they push down the rink and they are, and you saw it m- a lot in game four, the clincher uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes, where they would turn on the Jets and they would accelerate and get to the puck first in these instances. And that's obviously something with the Dolphins where you've seen that paid dividends for the, the Dolphins this past year. And it comes back to things that you can't coach, right? You can't coach speed. It's either an intrinsic trait that either you have or you don't. And if you covet the intrinsic things that can't be developed uh, odds are you have a higher ceiling to, of which to tap into. And of course for the Miami dolphins with Jalen Waddle and Tyree kill and Raheem Mostert, and now Devon a chain in the mix and the skill group. Um, and even, even the speed that you have on the edge uh, of your defense as well, the speed in the secondary uh, being a fast team, and reducing angles will allow you to to do things and, and give assignments and run routes that other players just can't do because it, it's, it's something they're physically incapable of executing to the degree and stressing you with speed. And it's cool to see speed in a different sport pop the way that it pops for the Florida Panthers in which they look to get the puck down deep into the zone and they're going to win the foot races. That's really fun. Something else that I think is very relevant for the Panthers is the pathway that this team took to get to these NHL Finals, Stanley Cup Finals. This was a team that won the President's Trophy last year. This was a team that had the best record in the NHL last year. And what happened? They flamed out pretty quick in the postseason, right? Florida, in 2021-2022... Went 58-18-6, and 6, 122 points. Of course, get... geez, I'm going to try to do the math here. Two points for a win, one point for an overtime loss. First in the NHL's Atlantic Division. They won 4-2 over the Washington Capitals in the first round of the playoffs, lost and got swept by the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second round of the playoffs. This year, they come off of that season where they had all of that early success and then they ran into a championship caliber program in the lightning, which had won several Stanley cups and the lack of postseason experience was something that in doing my research and in casually following along with all the, the leagues postseasons last summer, uh, Tampa Bay had created this, this aura about their team because it had been there and done that. They'd won several Stanley cup trophies. That losing experience for Florida in the postseason, now, they took it on the nose this this year a little bit with not having the consistent success in winning games to the the magnitude that they did in 2021, but when you get to the postseason and you're down against a blue-blood all-time franchise and a record-setter in Boston and you're down 3-1, the Panthers didn't blink. And then they get the Maple Leafs, and they came out of there with a 4-0 or 4-1 or four victory. And then I believe I heard on the broadcast last night the sweep of the Panthers was the first time in Florida Panthers postseason history that they had swept an opponent. The failures of prior years most certainly bred these Florida Panthers for the success that they had. But that's not all. There was also a major offseason addition. The Panthers traded for Chuck, and he's a 40 goal scorer. He was a 40 goal scorer last year for the Calgary Flames, and comes to to the Florida Panthers and is one of the heartbeats of the team. And that's become very apparent very quickly in watching this Florida Panthers team play hockey. Think about what the Dolphins have done themselves with their rebuild that started in 2019, and then you go out and you start getting more premier players. You pay that price to go out and get a Tyree kill. It's going to score a lot of points for you. You go out and get another bona fide star in Jalen Ramsey. You can be more aggressive and assertive with some of the finishing pieces. Florida won more games than any team in the NHL last year and then went out and got a 40-goal score to add to the mix. Like 26, 25 years old. And the result of that has been this flurry of postseason success for the Florida Panthers sneaking into the postseason. I think there's some really valuable lessons in speed kills. We knew that, but you're seeing in a different sport in South Florida. Past failures, past shortcomings, I should say, not even failures, past shortcomings can provide valuable lessons as you as a team mature together. Bringing in a critical component player into the mix of what is clearly a successful formula can be the difference. These are all lessons learning from the Florida Panthers that we are seeing materialize that the Dolphins, you you see the same makings happening simultaneously. It's now just a question of the chemistry all coming together. There's more lessons, too, and we're, we're going to talk about that here on Locked On NFL or Locked On Dolphins. But before we do, now is the perfect time to make a fast break over to FanDuel. Uh, right now, you could get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet with FanDuel does not hit. I don't know what to tell you. $1,000 back. Awesome peace of mind. It's the perfect place to get in all the playoff action with America's number one sports book, FanDuel. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Get that no sweat first bet. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Vamos, Gatos, by the way. Our Panthers. Also, our Heat, uh, the Miami Heat, another team that was a low-ranked seed that faced some Goliaths, right? And I think the lessons from the Heat are a little different. I think that the most prominent one being Heat Culture, and Heat Culture is very real uh, in observing this organization. And I, remember, I don't live in the sport I don't live in the Miami market. I live in the mid Atlantic. I live up by the Washington Wizards and the Philadelphia 76ers. Those are the teams that are in my backyard that I see on the news when I turn on TV. And there is a culture of Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley and the brain trust of this Miami Heat organization that is really hard to ignore the sustained success that they have had. And I think Eric Spalstra is a rock star of a coach from having watched enough basketball from a casual perspective and then really investing myself in South Florida sports uh, to see, and and I couldn't tell you the fundamentals of basketball. I couldn't tell you uh, the, the set plays that they run. I couldn't tell you the man versus zone tendencies of the Miami Heat. But I can tell you the Heat routinely win situational basketball. The Heat routinely make adjustments as games go and go on big time runs throughout the course of games. Now, of course, they have their own talent, and both hockey and basketball are a little different because it's 5 on 5, and in the case of hockey, 6 on 6 with a goaltender. Football is a little different because it's more than twice the number of players simultaneously, organically moving from snap to whistle, and all of them are moving and flowing towards the ball for a stoppage in play. So, that is the very unique component of you think about. What Kachuk does for the Florida Panthers and what Jimmy Butler or BAM do for the heat versus the game of football, there's twice as many guys on the floor. So one dude is going to have a little bit harder time making that magnitude of a difference. But the ones who do are the math changers in football. Jimmy Butler's got the dog in him, right? Right? The meme with the X for the chest X-ray, with the puppy dog or the Rottweiler sitting in there. It's, he's got that dog in him. And I saw Jimmy Butler play in Philadelphia. I went to a number of games. That team was fun, and it was fun because of Jimmy Butler and Joel B. And Jimmy Butler, being the player that has that killer instinct, we've heard the stories of what happened in Minnesota, Right. That level of skill meeting confidence is something that I think between Tyreek Hill and Jalen Ramsey, the Dolphins currently have a certain level of bite that they may not have had prior because star power is, is weightful for a reason, right? And the quintessential NFL team that one without star power, in reality had the greatest star of all in Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, this persistent quarterback who always took less money so that the team could be better around him, but there was very little question that he had mastered the system that he was playing in and the winning in the postseason and the accolades. And no, maybe he wasn't the most physically skilled quarterback out of the league at any given point in time but from a, a mind and execution standpoint nobody was more prepared than him ever and now there's this argument of him being the greatest of all time you can't tell me that you're playing on a team with potentially the greatest of all time quarterback and you don't have any stars on your team so when coaches would go elsewhere a la Brian Flores and say yeah we're uh I don't mind stars but the star going to have to play within the confines of this team and and not put themselves above the team or not be better than the team. And listen, that's not to say, like, Tyreek Hill was a model citizen year one. He hyped up his quarterback. He was a leader in the wide receiver room. He put his money where his mouth is, and the Dolphins gave him $30 million per season. He was everything you could have hoped and dreamed he would be for you. And then, by the way, Chiefs fans said, oh, yeah, good luck getting Tyreek Hill to restructure his contract. And guess what? Tyreek Hill restructured his contract this offseason. So, um But having players that are elite, that know they're elite, that have a championship pedigree, but bring that edge to them in football, you need some of that. And I think Jalen Ramsey and Tyreek Hill, especially Tyreek in year two, now that his impression has kind of been bored into the rest of the offense, have the potential to really give Miami an edge that the young nucleus of the team never could have possibly developed on their own without year over year over year over year of having success and going through those trials and tribulations themselves. Going back to the Florida Panthers theme of you win more games than anybody else and you lose in the second round of the playoffs to a team that had been there, done that. There is one big common denominator between these two teams. And that is what we are going to finish with here today on this South Florida sports uh, introspective conversation here on Locked On Dolphins. Right place, right time. Playing your best ball. That's been something that I have tried to uh, communicate immediately after the end of the season, throughout the course of this season, and doing my schedule prediction and my playoff postseason projection, you don't got to be the one seed. Going 16-1 and and steamrolling everybody by 20 points, that's fine and dandy, right? That'd be amazing. You could sign me up for that right now, especially if it ran all the way through to the Super Bowl. But the reality is, the football season, despite the fact that there's a quarter of the games, a fifth of the games of some of these other leagues, it is still a marathon. It is still a battle of attrition. It is getting yourself aligned to play your best football at the right time of year. And Jalen Waddell kind of alluded to that during OTA availabilities this week. Said it really felt like we hit our stride midseason, and then we had to try to capture that the rest of the way. Our objective is to be more consistent, and refine our stride and stay in it longer. And I agree. You know, I don't think the Dolphins are a team that necessarily is going to go 15 and two. That doesn't mean I don't think they're a contender because the Heat were in the play-in tournament and were the eighth seed and had to play the one seed Bucks. The Panthers. We're playing for their playoff lives up until the final game. And then we're down 3 1 to a NHL history setting, one seed Boston Bruins. But they're playing their best at the right time. And whether that's because Jimmy Butler flips the switch or because Florida got healthy and started, you know, Bob decided to start standing on his head and saving 97% of the shots that he's facing across uh, all these minutes that he's playing? Whatever the reason may be, a catalyst happened, and the best versions of those teams, eight seeds be damned, played their best in the biggest moment when the playoffs started. And now you got one, one win away from playing for a championship, and you got one in the championship. Case in point, if Miami ends up being the five seed, if the Dolphins are the five seed, you're going to have a hard time telling me, as long as the Dolphins are playing their best football in January, you're going to have a hard time telling me they don't have a chance to beat any team on the schedule, any team in that playoff. They'll have a chance. You just got to get yourself aligned, protect yourself along the way, and position yourself to win enough games to get into the dance and be physically prepared and mentally prepared to play your best when the lights flip on and you're playing for keeps in the postseason. It's been a really fun stretch. Uh, It has really helped to bridge the gap as we've waited for this football season to to inch closer and really turn up on the dial. And we're getting there. And uh, I'm looking forward to continuing uh, to explore more of this Dolphins team. We have a lot of angles to cover. Uh, over the next two months, we're going to have some guests on the show. We're going to do some some series. We're going to look, deep dive into some of these players uh, and ask some some questions about them. Hope you will come along for the ride. You can hit subscribe. You can keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Fin's up. I'm Kyle Krebs. I'm out of here. I'll be back to talk to you all again soon. Make it a great rest of your day, and I'll see you then. Peace.